Rocking the Brand Page Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, people, Adam Lowry. As you know, I'm excited about our first guest for 2016. Tony Jack the Bear Manch has been on the podcast after today um, more than anybody. Um, Tony and I have quite the podcast history. Um, we've done it uh, four times now on the podcast, but there's something about the guy. I, I just I love talking to him. I love listening to him. Um, we met via a bunch of listen to the other podcasts and you'll figure out, but we connected via Twitter. Essentially, he reached out to me. I reached out back and he's been on the podcast uh, multiple times, like I said, but he's a motivator, legendary sound engineer. Uh, I think six platinum records, I think, um, probably most well known for ACDC over here in the United States, but, uh, he is an Australian badass. Uh, um, men amongst men over there in Australia, the kingdom of badasses and beautiful women. Um, Tony has, he kicked off a video uh, a couple days ago that has hit about 50,000 views now in climbing and a, um, blogger or a magazine, he'll, he'll tell you which one, uh, did an article on him too, but he went off <laughs> about a, um, a couple things that were on his mind. He'll tell you more about it, but uh, you'll hear him, or at least on that video, if you go to um, my Facebook page, you'll find it, or look up Tony Jack the Bear Mance on Facebook, and uh, you will find that video. And essentially, you know, he's a, like I said, he's a legendary sound engineer, and he works with all kinds of bands, up and coming, old school, legendary, etc. And, you know, I guess a lot of the bands are talking about, you know, trying to make something that's trendy. Rather than, you know, and asking all these questions to him about, hey, will Triple J run this? And Triple J is like um, the mass media outlet over there, right? Uh, the connection to all the radio stations, etc. So, you know, always asking. And so it's like they were trying to shape their art, if you will, around what's trendy and what's wanted rather than just performing, right? And it kind of seems like there was a transition in art that way. As if people are trying to create content um, rather than just being creative and that just creates competence or content or art or reflection or music or noise or speech or whatever. But, um, you know, he kind of went off for a couple minutes about, um, you know, trying to tell artists, look, it's about creating, you know, don't, don't create for the trend, but create for the love. Tony is a legend. Like I said, uh, he's been more and more on the stage. He's been speaking to kids a lot. He does this really, um, unique, uh, nonprofit where he raises money for a recovery house for children. Uh, he'll tell you more about it. I'll bring it up again. But he essentially offers a day where he will master anybody's music or track. And uh, either all the proceeds or a portion of the proceeds, he basically gives that day to that house that's housing the kids there. Because there's minimal help for children, apparently, uh, in that area. So uh, that's one of the wonderful things that Jack does. On top of mastering great music, he's a motivational speaker, uh, a mover, a shaker. We've talked a lot about him mentoring under Peter Sage. You can look up Peter Sage and all the things he's done. He is a uh, wild and amazing man himself. So uh, Jack's got quite a story. You know, the first time we talked, we talked about his DMT trip and how a dimethyltryptamine experience set him off in a whole new direction of life. Um, and changed his life. And he talked about that on our first uh, on our first episode when he appeared. And I think the second time, 
I don't know. We've talked so much about a lot of things. We've even just caught up randomly before. Yeah, Jack is a, a motivator at Sense, too. If you also look back uh, he, on our first episode, I think it's session 19. He was like 40 or 50 or 60. Shit, I don't know. Maybe even 100 pounds overweight. I don't know. I could be adding to you, brother. Sorry if I'm killing you. But uh, he was overweight and went through a full transition. He's lost tons of weight. Now he started uh, jujitsu too. You know, he's a full-on life changer, man. I mean, seriously, he really does. His podcast, too, uh, look it up on YouTube. It's like a YouTube cast, really, but a YouTube channel, and that's Melbourne Real. Um, speaking of YouTube, uh, we actually will be doing some things with YouTube uh, and live streaming this year. We're going to stream uh, certain podcasts and invite members, so certain members of uh, the tribe, if you will, the tribe of change. As you submit your email, comments, and likes, and things on social media, once you do that, we'll eventually pick somebody and kind of invite certain people. So if you find us on Google+, Plus, is actually the best way to do it. If you find us on Google+, Plus, we'll connect with you there, and we can actually directly invite you. So if you want to sit in on a podcast when we record another virtual guest, we will uh, be inviting certain people to do so uh, throughout the year. So uh, connect with us that way so we can do so. Uh, I think, yeah, we did. We, I, I, yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we booked out pretty much the rest of January, uh, with guests now. And it looks like about two or three guests a week starting next week. We're going to be having on, uh, it's going to be quite busy. Plus I'll be, um, doing a podcast once a week, maybe even twice. It's going to be a busy year, honestly. I mean, we just got started at the end of January and booked out, what, five guests or so? And the book should drop in a couple weeks, the editing process. It's like the final edit, really. And once they're through that final edit, then it's got to go to where they format everything. They they um, format the inside, the illustrations, et cetera, and make sure everything's up uh, to par and organized out. Then we have the cover. Actually, the cover's already designed. So, um, at least we won't have to be waiting on a cover to get done, but enough about me in the book. Uh, I want to focus on Jack a little bit, you know, um, and Jack's, you know, last video actually in music, I'm going to try to stay uh, a little focused with Jack this time. If I can, you know, who knows where Jack goes, uh, once he starts poking and prodding around some motivation and some talking, uh, but I, I, I want to see if we can stick to talking about, you know, his perceptions about music today. You know, what he sees in Australia anyway, uh, with artists up and coming and what they expect or what music is trying to be made, you know. You know, I, I, actually, there's a topic I do want to talk to him about. It's kind of along those lines uh, about the way you're seeing content get created online as the same as you're getting uh, seeing it created um, offline, whether it's music, media or uh, anything else. Uh, this is probably the longest introduction for you ever for the legendary master sound engineer, motivational speaker, guru, no bullshitting man's man, Jack the Bear Mans. What's going hey, on, buddy. brother? Hey, no, sorry about the, uh, sorry about the, uh, uh, the um, extended uh, extension on your uh, podcast here, mate. You know what, man? Don't worry because you know what it allowed me to do was probably give the longest, most deserved intro on the planet that has ever happened. And okay, I see. I see that the checks have come through. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, you you got about ten minutes of a long intro of who thou 
uh, you are. <laughs> I will say, man. Well, 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 thank you. I appreciate it. Um, coming from you, that's very generous praise, Adam. Thank you. How are, how are you, mate? I'm great, man. I am terrific, actually. And on a rare occasion, having a blue moon, even though I'm back into uh, full swing of training. Good. What, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what sort of training are you doing? Uh, it's five days a week, man. Free weights mixed with some kettlebells, some calisthenics, little MMA stuff. And I noticed you were uh, at the MMA gym uh, not long ago. Yeah, man. I'm um, I'm about to uh, get uh, myself um, sort of into the uh, in, into the martial arts scene again. I think it's time. Uh, I'll be doing for the last you know four. Nearly five years now that I've been uh, training consistently. It's just been predominantly, you know, free weight, strength, conditioning, some cardio, a little boxing. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So um, I found this really cool place. It's not far from where I live, and I checked it out. And so uh, yeah, just again, just something a little bit different, but um, also. Yeah, it's good to you know, move your body in different ways and also just from a cognitive uh, standpoint, using your mind a little differently because, you know, in a combative situation, it's a bit like a game of chess, you know. So you, you think about moves and trying to think a few moves ahead of your opponent. So th- there's a good mental aspect to it as well. Uh, whereas, you know, doing weights, it's a good mental aspect too. It's still a release, but... Um, it can be at times a little one-dimensional, and um, I would agree. I, man. I, I, um, I mean, I, I, I there's no, and I, I can't see a reason why I won't stop doing some kind of, you know, weight training, resistance training, because I think it's good, particularly as you get older, to be, uh, you know, working on good muscle mass. And as uh, our, um, our friend Steve Maxwell said, uh, and we're going to have him on my podcast next month, I'm delighted to report. Um, he said that you know, um, people. The most common cause of death in the world is falling more than cancer, diabetes, anything else, you know, or the complications that, uh, that are attributed to someone having a fall. And as people get older, less muscle, uh, less muscle mass, less muscle tone, they don't move as much, they're not as sturdy on their feet, they're not as strong. Um, yeah, it's, there's more more than likely that they will fall, and then once they break a hip or something, then you know it, it just causes a whole myriad of of issues. So, um, want to avoid that shit, Adam Larry, as much as possible. So, well, I was telling them on the long intro, you know how you had lost a ton of weight, and um, you know had, had done really uh, a lot of work to get to where you are now. And I just remember I saw your post a little while ago that I believe your your quote said, uh, "And it and so it begins again," something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because look, I've, I've, you know, I've dabbled in martial arts in in my life, and and, and always enjoyed it. Uh, so hence the reason, you know, just so it begins again. It's just uh, just coming coming back to it. Uh, not that I, I guess you, could, you you could argue I never really left it, but um, but it, you know, it's been a while. It's time to. Uh, it, it's, and again, you know what, Adam, a great challenge. One, one of the things I love about being, you know, I'm. I'm I'm going to be 53 this year and I've never felt more alive in my whole entire fucking life, my friend, from a holistic point of view, you know, not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, psychologically. Um, It's all really starting to fire up beautifully now. And, uh, and so I'm, I want to embrace as many challenges as I can without biting off more than I could chew. uh, But still, um, you know, 
just taking it on, just taking it on, man, and, and enjoying the experience uh, of it and uh, getting my feet wet and, uh, and, and, you know, meeting new people and having new experiences and creating new memories because that, that, that's currency, man. You know, I say memories and experiences are what it's about. You know, the if you're going to acquire anything, don't worry about acquiring fucking cash, man. Acquire experiences and great memories because, you know, as we get on, that's, that's, that's what we have left. That's what we're going to take with us. So, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, my mission is to try and accumulate as many as I possibly can, you know, for whatever time I have, which none of us know. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to just cram it in my friend. Mm. So already I've, I've been on the, on the mic here, what, 10 minutes with you and already put off a nice cognitive rampage for 2016, man, about how, how you're going to, uh, attack as you normally do, man. And, you know, your posts don't change. And just like your last video that, uh, well, that's two viral videos almost back to back in a couple weeks, um, you know, kind of going off, man. Tell me about that day. What was what was going down that day, man? Before you just went off. What well, oh, that video from uh, the other day, from two days ago. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, um, it was basically uh, born out of um, some frustration I had with a few clients who, um, in recent times, were asking me whether the music that they were creating was going to be good enough to be played um, on a radio station here in Australia called Triple J, which is a national broadcast that's run by the government. And it's meant to be, you know, it's the the supposed uh, youth network, which is there to promote um, new music and independent bands and and give, you know, new artists a voice. And... um, it, look, I've never run a radio station, man. You know, I'm I'm not the one person who's going to sit there and point the finger at how the show's run. But if if you do take the opportunity to listen to it, it, it I, I don't think they're probably representing a lot of. I mean, they have an outlet called Triple J on Earth, but it's not on that station. It's just this little internet thing, and it, and it has its place and it's valid and it's still there. But it's not the same as you know. People jumping into the car and being able, you know, be able to listen to these bands being played. But anyway, a lot of bands are trying to fit this mold, and 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 it just comes down to this whole thing of they're looking for validation, you know, in the wrong places and for the wrong reasons. And as I said, look, it's cool, man. We all want to fit in. We all want to be part of a gang. You know, radio is a very important part of marketing your song, and particularly with a station like Triple J, which has they're very dominant. They have a lot of reach. They're influential, all those things. And, yeah, I understand that. But, you know, I I just thought that I, I wanted to talk to, you know, artists and invite them to consider that, you know what, if you're making music and particularly in this environment when you are paying out of your own pocket and doing some pretty shitty jobs to make the money, you, might, you have to fucking at least enjoy it, man. Do you know what I mean? Because... No one makes a lot of cash doing this. This is about pleasure. This is about expression. This is about, you know, you're, you're putting your heart and soul on the line. You're, you're putting out, a, you know, your, your story. Um, and, and it's like with anything, man, when, when your heart and mind are connected, you know, people re- relate when, you know, you, it's coming from that, that place of authenticity, that place of truth, you know, your truth, whatever that may be. But there's an honesty in it. And so when, when you're trying to create something, that really isn't you, but what you think 
others want to listen to, um, it, it, it becomes quite contrived. And I think it defeats the purpose. It, it, I think you're setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment. So, you know, if you're in a band and you're, okay, if you're in a project where your um, uh, mission statement is, um, we're just going to create a commodity to try and fit into the current trend. Well, I can respect that because at least that's coming, still coming from a place of honesty. You're saying, okay, we are going to try and um, supply a demand. But um, I think most musicians do it because they, they love it they, and, and it's their outlet and it's, it's about their creativity. So be true to that. Yeah, and be and as I said to him, you know, be a trendsetter. Don't don't be caught up in worrying about what other people may or may not think because you're never going to get 100% of the people on board. And if you try to, it's a losing battle. You're pissing in the wind. So you've got to get over that and just do what you do and, and people will jump on board. And if they don't jump on board, well, they don't jump on board. You know, it's not the end of the world. The main thing is that you enjoy the process, that old cliche of the journey. You know, it's, as I tell all my clients, you guys have quote unquote, made it simply by the fact that you're here and you're in the moment creating your art to put out there to people. That, that is the making it in my, in my view. After that, then it becomes about, okay, what, you know, the money will, will come once you start providing value and that and whatever value that is. And, and everyone's got a different perception of what is value to them, but money is simply a byproduct of value. Um, but you've got to love what you do, Adam Lowry. Fuck you really got to love it. You know, if this is part of your identity, if you identify in the world as a musician, as an artist, be that fucking artist and just do that fucking thing that lights you up and makes you happy. And people will jump on board. Eventually they have to jump on board. If they don't, just keep at it. Just keep at it. What, what about if you go through your whole life and you never quite unquote make it? Make it, uh, we'll define make it as shitloads of money, coke and hookers on tap, um, you know, whatever you fucking want. Um, you know, let's say do, but but then what's after that? What's after that? Do you know what I mean? Does it stop? Is that the end? No. You're going to go out and you're going to keep making more of the same shit. So go out there and fucking do it. You know, and, and I just encourage kids to just do it, man. That's it. Have fun. Happiness is your fucking birthright. Just go out there and claim it, kids. Claim that shit. It, it is. And how much do you think that's even rubbed over in the content today that you see on the web, whether that's YouTube channels or um, posts even, hell, even memes? Um, you know, how much of that drive do you see to where, you know, we're getting this excessive noise, right? This excessive content that seems to be being created due just to draw people in and not really from this expressive standpoint. Oh, look, I, I think uh, there's more noise than, than ever. And, um, and, you know, kids have been bombarded, you know, with this, this, this programming um, of, you know, you're not good enough or in order to be cool, you have to be like this or do that. And it's, it's, it's look, man, it's, whether it's in the schoolyard or online, it's, it's, it's hard not to be influenced by all that stuff. And, it, you know, it, it requires, um, I think, some, first of all, some awareness and, um, and I guess some strength of character and resolve to say, you know what, I'm not going to buy into this bullshit um, and, and I'm just going to go on and do my thing. But, yeah, man, look, it, it's, it's, it's fucking everywhere. And there's one thing I, one thing that really came out of the, from the feedback of people is that you know, people, people are wanting it, man. They want some honesty. They, they want some integrity. They, they want some authenticity. They, um, they, they're looking for it, and it's out there. But I don't think a lot is really being pushed out, you know, in terms of, like, Telling it how it is, um, being real, 
you know, and certainly what think, I have to say, you, that's you, just my perspective. That's just my opinion. No, do you think I'm that's not why guys to impose anything on you? Well, you know, I'm, I'm just sharing a point of view, but it seems to me like um, a lot of people are resonating with it, and um, it's something that uh, it needed to be is needed to be heard. So I'm I'm, I'm just delighted that people have uh, jumped on and have have, uh, have, have been uh, very receptive to it, my friend. Uh, well, I I think it's um, just. It's, it's of course. I mean, when you start spitting the truth out there like that, it makes you wonder, man, when you say that people are thirsty for the truth. And, um, you know, how does that or how could that relate to, say, music today? I mean, dude, you've been around music for a long time. And has music, you think, today veered away from telling stories in the truth? And is it more facades or, you know, what's the state of music today as far as, you know, telling authentic stories? Well, yeah, man, I, I, I think that it's not all doom and gloom. What we have now is just a lot more of it, um, and, and, and therefore there's a lot more shit to wade through to get to the gold, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's plenty of people out there that are making great music, and, yes, it is about it still is about storytelling. I think that's what songs are, man. They're, they're you know, unless it's a, a very um, catchy, commercial kind of quirky thing, that it does nothing else but simply entertain and amuse you for three and a half minutes. Um, yeah, look, if you talk about the artists I work with quite often, yeah, there's there's, there's always some kind of story or an expression um, that, that, that's being put out there. And, look, there's a lot of good stuff out there, Adam. There really is. It, it yeah. just requires you to um, basically... Um, you know, focus in on it and um, and, and, and look for it. Um, look, I, I tend to be quite lucky because I get to work with a lot of great artists, but also um, they're, um, you know, just online, you know, just people will forward shit to me all the time and, um, and, and, you know, it can be hit and miss, but the ones that hit, they hit fucking hard. So um, there's plenty out there, man. Well, uh, that kind of leads me to a question I was kind of alluding to is what would you say seems to be more important these days, man? Making the authentic good art or searching for the, you know, two million likes and views? Oh, definitely the former. Um, you know, try, you know, I mean, look, we've got, we got a situation now, Adam, where people are paying companies to fabricate, um, you know, all these likes and shares and stuff online to, to prop them up and make them look bigger and better than they actually are. And it's, um, you know, it's a recipe for disaster because at some point you have to pay the butcher's bill. And, uh, you know, you can go out there and represent yourself a certain way and, and, and have all the, you know, a lot of sizzle but no fucking sausage, you know? Well, so, um, yeah, go ahead. Definitely, but definitely what you said beforehand, man. I, I, and, you know, people could argue and say, well, look, man, that's all fine and dandy, but it's not going to pay the bills. But but that's not why you do it in the first place. It's not uh, it's not there as a vehicle to pay bills. That's that's the wrong motivation. That, that's just, again, it's like Peter Sage's white rabbit curse. It's uh, everything is everything. And it's, just, it's not just music, man. It's fucking anything, you know. Why are you doing it? I mean, what, you have to ask yourself, why the fuck am I doing what I'm doing? You know, what, what is my motivation? And unless it comes from a place of, well, I think I have something of value that I want to share with the world. I think I have a gift. I think I have something that, to offer people. Uh, and you do it from that place. Um, then if you don't go to that place, then I think you, you're really setting yourself up for it. It's, it's like, um, you know, it's, it's like um, it's the difference between asking a girl out 
because you have a serious honourable intent with her as opposed to sweet-talking her because you just want to nail her and then get rid of her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of leads to, you know, that idea of, you know, we talk about there's so much more choice out there now because, you know, there's so many more methods to put your music out there and with so much more noise. Do you think that's possibly why either people have gotten better at pointing out unauthentic you know, people, music, things, content, and are have become like more thirsty for authentic content. Probably, you know that that that, that sounds reasonably uh, plausible to me. I, I don't know if I really have the answer to, to that question. I, I think I think truth, authenticity, is something that people always relate to, always respect. Um, the, the 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 challenge is. Is is to be that way all the time to to, to just live your life like in in that, in that fashion and it's it's you know it's not it's not always easy it really isn't always easy man because um, well how do you ensure you do it what I mean what do you do day in and day out man to make sure that you know you you stay that well I guess in in, in my case man I I apply the rule of, you know, the old golden rule, you know, do unto others and exercise, exercise as much empathy as I can and, and really think about it from the perspective of being in the other person's shoes. So, you know, how would I, how would I like to be treated in a business meeting? Uh, if I'm dealing with a client, if I was the client, what would I reasonably expect? You know? Um, and Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm no, I'm no fucking ninja when it comes to being, you know, absolutely 100% on point with everything. I'm, I'm a work in progress, but, um, but, but, but I feel like I've made some great advances and I'm getting better at it and, and, and I'm seeing the results of it. But man, I just try and live my life as best as I can. And, um, and I think living your life as best you can in, firstly involves in loving yourself until you get to that place where you can really love yourself, Adam, accept yourself and be comfortable in your own skin. And um, understand that you, you, you're perfectly fine. You're absolutely fine. Um, there's nothing fucking wrong with you. You don't need to fit the mould of any particular person or organisation. You can stand on your own two feet and, and be happy there. I think that's the foundation. That's the start. So my my thing for me is, is, is working on that, just working on loving myself, um, treating myself well, being yeah, – as, as you know, my closing statement of late my, 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 is – Telling people, you know, be nice to each other, but more importantly, be nice to self. And I think that's really true. And I, and I think uh, until you, you get to that that state where you can do that, you, no one's going to fucking love you, man, uh, or love you, uh, love you really, really well until you you, know, you 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 are lovable. You know, once you people are drawn to that. I mean, I mean, have a, I mean, I don't know about you, Adam Larry. But I can tell you now, as someone who admires the, the fairer sex. It's all good to have a look at someone who looks really hot, but if a girl hasn't got confidence, she hasn't got that, just that, you know, just that energy of, she knows, not, she's not a princess, she's not, you know, she's not arrogant, but she just knows, you know what, I'm cool the way I am. I accept me. I accept my curves. I accept my flaws. This is who I am. This is who I am. And, and you either take it or leave it. That to me has got so much more sex appeal, so much more just uh, appeal in general. Than you know, someone who's completely hot and, and putting on the facade and, and, and doing all that all that kind of business. So I don't know if I've answered the question well enough for you, bro. But um, no, you have because I mean, you see artists of all ages, all day. You know, this is what you do, and you know, I wonder how much of 
you know, an artist finding themselves or acceptance or that self-love plays into the, you know, the creation or the result or outlet of their art reflection. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a big, I think it's a big part of it, but I, I see that there, there are a lot who, who struggle with it. it. Look, man, the whole self-esteem thing is a very big one for everyone. I, I don't know anyone. Honestly, I don't know anyone or very, very few people that don't, if they're really fucking honest about it, um, don't struggle with it. And everyone's, you know, operating at their level of awareness and everyone's on their own journey with it. And some people have got a better handle on it than others, but it's, it's still, it's still a major thing for a lot of people. Um, but most people don't really like talking about it, maybe because they're embarrassed or they, they worry about what people think about them if they raise it or, they may feel less of a person if they come out and talk about these kind of things. So, well, it's a, it's a tough place, man, because you know, the world we live in talks about a, you know, a tough guy can't want for anything when truthfully, we know that from a human standpoint, we all want love and acceptance on a base level. And so if, you know, we don't get that love and acceptance, man, that, that really reflects in our treatment of self. Like you say, it really reflects in how we treat ourselves. Yeah. And, and and it's all part of the programming, you know, which we I think we we, we talked we've talked about before. It's um, we we were given unconditional love as newborns, and at the point when we can start communicating with our parents, even on a very very primitive level, all of a sudden um, there's this sense of responsibility that's placed upon you, you know, because you understand you you can communicate, and and so therefore everything becomes conditional. You know, if, you know, if Adam wants the cookie, Adam's going to have to shut the fuck up and stay in his high chair, you know, for a couple of minutes. But, but that's all part of it. But dude, it's true. It's true. You're laughing, but it's true. <laughs> it is. And, and that, and that starts the programming. And so we go through life or as, as you said before, we, we all have a fundamental need to, to, to be loved. And, when we are uh, you know, brought up by people that we look up to, that we depend upon, you know, we're, we're looking for their approval yeah, all you, the time. You got something on in the background there, man? It's uh, covering you up there. Oh, sorry, it's a bit noisy, is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, that, that's the uh, – sorry, that's on. That's Andre in the kitchen on the microwave. He's just muking his food. He won't say, how much longer on the microwave? How much – sorry, man. How, how many seconds you – Oh, okay. Can you can you hear me now, Adam? Is this all right? Oh, no, still I, I hear you struggling? good. I just also hear somebody else in the background talking. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, no, it's just uh, my my protege and his client in the kitchen just talking. That's all right. That's okay. Oh yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, good. I just hear you both really well. <laughs> and they, oh, you, okay. yeah, okay. you're you're cloning over each other. They're all good. No, no, no. They they uh, they they've uh, they've been told. They've been told. So uh, so so, dude, how fucking nuts was that? Uh, the feedback to that video, though. I'm I'm still blown away by it, Adam. Honestly, you know I'm, what? I I gotta I'm be so honest, funny. man. You know what I see, Jack, is like the more you reveal. Like, uh, you're look, you've been doing something way too long not to be considered an honest master in it. And so when your instincts are reporting to you, you're like responding to them. And I'm watching you. The more you more quickly respond to your like primal grown evolutionary instincts, it's like the more and more popular your videos become, right? the more you reveal your real wisdom. I mean, because look, you've earned wisdom because of the shit that you've been through, the shots you've taken in the industry that you've been in. That's wisdom earned. That hasn't been silver spoon given to you. And so when you earn wisdom like that, your body, your mind, it responds. And it's responding to moments. And the faster you're like cutting on the camera and going to it, 
It's like the more authentic yeah. the bear is becoming. Yeah. No, it's, I'm, I'm loving it, dude. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm feeling more and more comfortable. I think it, it, it's also the fact that um, with this work with doing Peter, I, I found my identity, you know, and it was always there. Uh, yeah, this isn't something that just sort of popped in. As I've discovered, that was always there. It's just now after having let go of all the shit I never was and finally accepted that, you know what, this is my gift. You know, everyone's got a gift. And, yes, I'm a good mastery engineer, but um, but I'm a good speaker. I'm a good communicator. And uh, and I think I do it in a, in a, in a different way. You know, it's, it's not polished. It's not um, elegant. It's not eloquent. It's a little raw, but it's honest, man. You know, when I'm when – I'm, you know, if I'm bringing it, um, this is why I don't believe in scripts and taking notes and cue cards and shit like that. I think of something and bang, it's it's just on. You know, warts and all, mistakes, hiccups, ums and ahs, whatever. It's it, it just is what it is. And um, yeah, I heard this. I think, oh, my bad. I didn't go ahead, man. No, no, you go ahead. No, you go. I was listening to this interview uh, with uh, this lady Amelia Boone uh, on Tim Ferriss. It's worth a listen, man. But um, she's she's wild, man. She is. I, I think she's won like more of those tough endurance races than anybody else. And wow. uh, yeah, and uh, Tim Ferriss asked her when she thought of, you know, someone that was successful, who does she think of? And she thought about and she quickly responded to saying, you know, those people that choose to live their life by, you know, the whim as far as the career, you know, they don't follow the path. They follow those those dreams, those interests, those passions, you know, like you have and they follow them their whole life, you know, and she saw that as being uh, successful. When, like you said, people that are in your studio doing what they're doing, you know, they don't realize it. But in that moment, that is the successful moment, you know, when they're when they're flowing and following their dream like that, just like she points out. Yeah. You know, because there was a point where, as I pointed out to some kids, you know, there was a point where you were dreaming about doing this shit. You know, when you're, you know, you were completely on the outer looking in with your nose pressed up against the glass and now you're in it and you're doing it, you know. So you can't tell me that's not progress and you, you can't tell me that's not success because others would still only dream about doing this stuff. And, and, again, because they don't feel they're good enough, because they don't feel they're worthy of it, they don't go out there and, and, and do it. And, and so it's very easy to provide excuses like, you know, I don't have the money, I don't have the resources, I'm, I'm this, I'm not that, and whatever. And that just keeps holding you back, holding you back, holding you back. So even, you know, even to be able to do it with the challenge of the whole self-esteem stuff going on in the background, I mean, that, that's, that's fucking phenomenal. It's phenomenal, you know? But, you know, once you get more into that flow state, Adam, that's when the shit really happens, you know? That's, that's the key is just to let go of all that shit. And I'm not saying it's easy because, you know what, this kind of stuff I'm talking about, about the lack of self-esteem was the narrative of my life for a long period of time. And people are really surprised and I tell them and I say, fuck, really? We never would have thought so because I too was putting on the, the, the facade to the world that everything was fucking great and, you know, and peachy and, and inside it was just mush, you know? So, um, so I get it. I completely get it. And, and so this is, I think, where I have an, another aspect of values that I can share that. And, and be really transparent about it. And um, so they know, you know what, you're not, you're not alone in this. You're not alone. You are not an island unto yourself. 
and you're not the only person who's affected in the same way. This is a universal thing. But I think the more people that are prepared to stand up, talk about it, you know, and talk, you know, the same thing with mental illness, you know, people who will stand up and talk about mental illness and, and the issues they've had with it. Um, this is really important, man. This is really important. The more people that hear this stuff, uh, the better I think we're, the better off we're all going to be, you know, and, and not, not just to talk about it, but to also, you know, share the experience and provide tools and uh, strategies to help people, you know, it's, it's great to sit and say, well, here's my story. But, you know, also give, some, give them something to take away, you know, that, that has some value that they can implement to, to make a difference rather than just, you know, spit out all the information and, uh, and leave it at that. Yeah, you know, giving them that, you know, that experience, I think, is kind of what you're talking about. You know, I was, you, you sprung a thought in my head. You know, a little while ago, <clears throat> you were talking about trying to tell young artists, you know, the joy of making the art itself is something that, you know, should be reveled in, that should be liked. And I wonder, you know, if the definition of the art of being an artist has changed and if it has anything to do with kind of the difference of, look, I'm an artist and I have the love of just making it. Or do you actually become the artist because there's a you're successful when you make something with it? Meaning if you make money with your art, then you become successful. Has this defined the artist as opposed to, you know, the artist is really finding their love and just making the art. Look, I think it's really ultimately about just loving what you do and making the art. And as I said to you before, all that stuff of money and accolades and recognition are all simply bonuses. Um, that's all they are. They're, they're just byproducts, um, you know, so uh, until you really are in that space of doing it purely for the love and enjoyment, um, I, I don't think you'll be as successful. You know, if if you want to define success purely as money, that's fine. I, see, I, I, that, that's not my framework. I don't frame it that way. I, 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 I really, I, as I said to people, even what I do, man, you know, I never, Adam, I never got involved in this because I was looking for a big fat paycheck. I just wanted a lifestyle, man. My motivation was simply this. I want to be able to do a job that I love every day, that I can get up on a Monday morning and not give a fuck that it's Monday, have freedom and flexibility to do what I want and not have some 24-year-old fucking spotty-faced college graduate telling me when I can't, when I can't take a piss at work. And, and also by doing that, helping people to, to, to create their vision. Um, that, that's, that was it. That's, that's, that's the motivation. Everything else is just fucking gravy, dude. You know, for a long period of time, I had to work jobs. Shit, man. My, my business didn't hit critical. You know, I've been, I've been involved in music since I was 18, 19 years of age. It wasn't until I was 40 years of age, Adam, that I built enough critical mass in my business that I didn't rely on extra work to keep things afloat. Mm. You know? How many I years, to, how many years did you yeah. put in? Pardon me? How many years did you had put in before you really started seeing that? Well, fuck, 20? Wow. Now, that's a grind. See, and a lot of people in music, they don't get that, right? Are they expecting? Do you see a lot of youngins showing up at your studio going, hey, we're going to put this track out and make a million dollars next week? I, no, I, I don't think it's – I don't think there's that much naivety. I, I, I certainly um, – I, I, what I see mainly is – um, people treating music a bit like a lottery ticket. 
Yeah, mm. um, they 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 may see it as a uh, not a fast road to riches, but th- that is something that enters their mind still. Um, now, that's not to say that there are a lot that, that don't. That, you know, they're true to their art. They do what they need to do. In fact, most of them, look, most of my the people I work with are. And and I know this because, as I said yesterday in the video, a lot of them have to do some really shit jobs, man, to subsidise paying to make art, which they know for the world they'll probably get no return on. You know, they, 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 they are... You know, an accountant would look at that business model and, and, and just say, this, this is a disaster. You know, why, why the fuck you keep doing it? But, you know, accountants don't understand, you know, um, job satisfaction and passion and, and, and love. You know, this is not just a numbers game and about, you know, balancing statements and, and, and you know, KPIs and all this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, while it's important to be business savvy and, and have business acumen and all that kind of stuff, really... Ultimately, it's just about doing what you do and doing it, and doing it to the best of your ability, and and doing it with as much fucking heart and soul as possible, and 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 that's what creates the value. That's what creates the value, you know. So, yeah, man. I mean, how do, how yeah. could you relate that even? Because I, I know you're talking about music here, but there's tons of people out there, and you're you know you're a speaker anyway. And look, you talk to kids a lot, and you you talked about helping people express their vision was important to you. And I mean, for one, it's maybe the question is probably two part. Is that why you like working with kids? Because you like to help them show them how to express their vision and follow dreams and show them a way to do it. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, you know what? I just stick with that. Is is that kind of why you stick with the kids a lot? Is helping them express that vision that way? I I think when you get when you get them when they, when you get in while they're young, Adam, they're um, they're more kids. Young kids are usually a lot more enthusiastic than you know middle aged men. Okay, um, they they still have some stars in their eyes. They 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 still have hope. Um, they're, they're enthusiastic. Um, and and that is a, a, a good state to get them in, and and also because they they got a whole life ahead of them, man. And and you know when I was a kid, I understood I understood the struggle, what I had to go through to get to where I had to go, and and so I feel like you know what, as an older cat, um, I feel a sense of responsibility to at least share that with the kids who are open to it, who are willing to listen, who want the the input because. As a youngster, you know, I had great mentoring and I never forgot that. Never forgot that, Adam, um, how invaluable it was because it wasn't just the mentoring in the technical aspects of my job, but it was in, all about life. And one great, um, one great story I can relate to you is um, this guy called Rick Essig who taught me how to cut vinyl records in, in, in New York City. He, um, he said to me, let me tell you something straight up. He said, 80% of this job is bullshit. Uh, what do you mean by that? He said, it's bullshit, man. It's all about, you know, just relationships. It's about fostering and nurturing these relationships. You may not be the best guy on the block in terms of an engineer. Yes, you, you, you've got to be good. You need to have your chops up. Of course, you, you, you need to have a, a, a certain level of proficiency. But ultimately, the people that are going to hang with you are the people that, uh, that like you, that feel like you're engaged with them, that feel like you are honestly wanting to be a part of what they're creating and you're not seeing them as, oh, great, you know, I'm going to be able to cover my nut this month, you know, with this job that's coming in and treating it as a, like, like a commodity. 
So, so, so when he talks about bullshit, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's a bit of a, you know, it's, I guess you could say it's a bit of a game, but it is, it, it's just about the relationships. And this is why I've said we are now in a, we are in a relationship economy. I don't consider myself to be the best engineer in the world, Adam. Uh, I'm, I'm good. Of course I'm good. I mean, I'm a, I'm a great engineer. But as I said before, people will come and work with me because fundamentally they like me. They like being in my company. They, they enjoy the space. They enjoy the experience I provide for them. And more than anything, you know, I mean, yeah, you could probably go to a guy that's a bit more, could be better. I mean, better is a relative thing. But if, if he's a complete fucking asshole, you know, you're not going to be hanging around him very long, are you? At least I don't think you will. No, well, I don't want so, the I don't want the asshole touching my music either. You know what I mean? You know, no. I, I want the guy who loves. No. You know, we got a connection. We got a, a something. You know, something connected. But you know, that second part question I was leading to is, you know, we're talking about those that are you know pursuing dreams and music. But you know, you're a speaker to all people, and when you speak to kids, it's not just about music. I don't think. You know, what else could you, you know, pitch that same broad idea, you know, take that music idea of following the passion, the dream for the for the experience and spread yeah, it, it on to those? No, you're right. It, it, it could apply to anyone and uh, regardless of background. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, you're an accountant and you want to go and be a gardener tending to roses or, you know, you, you, you're a guy that worked as an engineer, as a, you know, electrical engineer, but uh, all you want to do is fish. You know, you want to go on the boat, you want to go big game fishing or doing something like that. Ultimately, it's about just finding what really lights you up and what really gets you excited and gives you that fucking heart on to get out of bed and pursue the thing. People are just afraid, man. They're just afraid because people are thinking too much about, well, fuck, I can't make money. I can't make money. How am I supposed to make money? I don't know if you've seen that, that Alan Watts video, What If Money Was No Object. It is the most beautiful fucking four minutes you'll ever spend, my friend. And, and this guy breaks it down so beautifully. And, and, and you know, he just says, you know, you just got to do what you love doing. You know, if you can imagine a world where, where there was no money, you didn't have to worry about money. You know, things are taken care of. How would you spend your days? What would you do? You know, and, you know, it, and, of course, I'm, I'm not suggesting that, you know, by pursuing a dream, you, you, of course, you know, you've got to be on point, think about paying bills and be smart about it. You know, I was building a business and I, and I had some external jobs, but over time, uh, as my business grew, then the, my reliance on the external income became less and less to the point where, as I said, I hit that point of critical mass and, and, and away I went. But it, it can apply to anyone, man. Ultimately, it's just about finding what it is that you love and what makes you, what excites you and, and, um, but I think I think people, you know what, Adam? I've got a theory. I think a lot of people are just as afraid of success as they are of failure. Mm. You know, I think they they, they they are. They're afraid of it, and again, you know, I think this comes down to they're not, not they're not they're not deserving of it. You know, they don't feel worthy and deserving of it. And it's fucking sad, man. It's fucking sad. You know, I I think that's an interesting point because I would the fear part that you talk about is the question that I wrote down here was. You know, what's the idea where people have, you know, I wrote what I wrote down here was plan versus action. And so how many people stay so focused on having a plan before taking action? And, or could action really just be a part of the plan just by taking action? Well, I think ultimately it's always going to come down to action. Um, you know, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not a great one for planning and, and, and writing things down and getting right into the minutiae of everything and having a very strict kind of timetable and getting involved in fucking flow charts and pie charts and graphs and all that sort of shit. It ultimately just comes down to pulling the trigger. 
at some stage you, you, you're going to either shit or get off the pot. Yeah. So I think it's that whole thing of you know people you know planning is is fine and has its place, but you, you, it's it's another form of procrastination. You know. You know, or I need to research this more. I need to. I need to look into this more. I need to study it further. I need to uh, talk to some other people about it. Uh, you know, B- because everyone, people want fucking certainty. We're addicted to fucking certainty. We need fucking certainty. And once you can let go of the need for certainty and understand that, you know what, life is fucking life, man. It's it's fucking all over the show. It's completely out of fucking control. You know, you you got to bend to you got to bend to the universe, man. Not the other way around. The universe doesn't give a fuck. It just it, it just it's doing its thing. And the only way I think you get mastery of it is simply by, I mean, what's that saying? Um, to 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 the still mind, you know, the universe is your servant or something like that. It, 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 again, it's it's letting go of the need for control. You know, surrendering to something, but but not in a lie back and be apathetic and not giving a fuck surrender, but, but just trusting, just trusting and, and, and doing your thing with a sense of inevitability that wherever it is you're going, you're as good as there. So if you can have the comfort of knowing that, you know what, I'm going to end up where I need to end up. And right now this is where I need to be. And it's fucking cool. It may not seem fucking great right now, but I understand that this is where I need to be. There are lessons here for me to learn. There are skills for me to learn. There are people for me to meet. Um, it, again, it's just all part of that up and down, twists and turns, this non-linear thing of life. And we're all taught at school that life is linear. You know, there's, you know, school, college, marriage, mortgage, death. <laughs> you know? And, and, that's not what it's about. But most people live that way, you know, and, and, and people just because they expect things to be linear and because things don't work out that way, it's easy to get disappointed and disheartened and say, well, fuck this for a joke, I'm over it. Yeah. So um, I, I think understanding those things um, certainly helps in uh, allowing you to be more in flow with life and to, for things to be a little easier and a little bit more fun and, and not be as tiresome and as full on that way, you know? Yeah, you know, when you talked about being uh, afraid of success, you know, a lot of people, I know when you say that, would sit here and go, oh, you know, not me. But, you know, I, I'm going to expand on that a little bit because I talk about it sometimes, man. But, I, you know, afraid because I think sometimes, right, what if people have this one brilliant idea, they think, right, this one last chance. And so maybe like you're saying, they're afraid of success. So if they attempt this plan or this, they take action on this last chance and it fails, perhaps maybe because it fails, it's their last chance. So like you said, in the planning is where they really find comfort. And so they really do fear the success because on the back end of that is potential failure. And maybe it's their last idea or their last chance, you know? Yeah. Well, nothing's a last chance. (laughs) You know, it's just a chance. <laughs> you know, I, 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 don't, I, I don't buy into this whole, you know, that, that sh- well, I don't think people should be thinking of this is the last roll of the dice. It's just a roll of the dice, you know, and and it, it's either going to pay off or it's not going to pay off. And if it doesn't pay off, well, okay, that's cool. We, we, you know, the sun's going to come up tomorrow and we're going to move on, you know, provided that um, you learn from those lessons of how you went about doing what you did. And uh, and then and then more importantly, not just learning it, but actually implementing that. Um, that's what's going to get you through. But I, 
I don't know, man. I, I don't really relate to this idea of, you know, this is the last chance because once you do that, that creates a sense of desperation. Um, and to be creative in whether it's music or writing or fishing or gardening or whatever, you need to be in a relaxed state. When you're relaxed and you're in flow and you're feeling good and you don't have the anxiety and the tension and the worry and the concern of, you know, and, and thinking about the what if and the what if, you know, scenario, you're never going to be able to really get your full potential in what you're doing. So, um, yeah, so I don't buy into this whole last chance thing, man. No one knows when their last chance is. We don't. None of us know. <laughs> I like that, man, because that's really what I was speaking to is that that irrational idea that some people may think that, you know, this last business idea, this last thought or even the last relationship, right, is like the last chance. And, you know, you, you talked about a payoff, you know, and could I mean, even in the failure, there's payoff somewhere, right? Totally. I mean, I think that's where the jewels are. And, and I know that seems strange. You know, it, we've all heard it before, you know. Um, what's, you know, success is faded, turned inside out, and there's all these, you know, cliches yeah. about it. But when you look back, at least when I look back on my life, my, you know, classic example, my marriage is a wonderful lesson to me in relationship, understanding that the relationship is about what you bring to the table, irrespective of the context of that relationship, whether it's a personal one or a business one or anything for that matter. You know, ultimately, why am I involved in this? Why am I doing this? Why the fuck am I doing this? You know, because I feel I have something to offer of value to that person or to this organization or to, to whatever, you know. And, and when you can do that in, in, with honesty, then there, there, are, there are the payoffs, you know. So, you know, I, it was, my marriage was, 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 a, was, was terrible, no, not just for me, but also for my ex-wife. And, I'm, you know, and, and, and I know my story is not a unique one. Many, many people who've had very bad relationships and marriages. But, but through the so-called failure of the relationship with this woman, um, it, it, I came out of it so much better for it because I, I finally got to grasp this concept of like, you know what, the, the, the marriage was shit because I got into it for the wrong reason. Simple as that. So it was doomed from the start and it was just me just playing catch-up football for 17 fucking years where it got to the point where it affected my health so adversely that, you know, I was told, hey, man, you, you're going to fucking die. You are, you are so fucking close to death's door. It's not funny. Yeah? So, um, Again, some people could say, well, that was a fucking failure, but I don't see it as a failure. It was a, it was a great lesson. Yes, with the benefit of hindsight, I wish I could say, fuck, I wish I knew this sooner. But that's what it had to be for me. That, that was my journey. I accept that. You, you talked about, uh, you know, the why there and finding out, you know, why you were in the relationship or why in the marriage. And, you know, how much is knowing or finding out our why linked directly to our self-esteem, you think? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's always, I think it's always about that. I mean, I, I, I you know, um, I didn't, I wasn't really in love with this woman that I married because also I had my, um, my issues with lack of self-esteem. I thought I wasn't good enough for anyone better, you know. And ultimately, Adam, you know, I, I got married. My marriage was really um, about, um, we are talking about last chances before. I felt that was my last roll of the dice. That was my last roll of the dice to, um, to get my dad's validation and approval because I didn't go down the path of academia that he expected of me. Uh, so, so marriage was the last chance to fulfill like the supposed to. Exactly. 
that that's 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 the way I perceived it, and that was the plan. I thought, well, you know, well, if I do this, then I'll get that, and and it it, it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> you know, well, you said so. Us- um, but but I learned from it, Adam. I learned from it, and it's and it's held me in good stead. You know, from that from that point on. But certainly, yes, yeah, it was all. It's, it's always about self esteem, dude. Everything comes down to self esteem. You know, and and depending on where you're at, that I, I really believe. You know, that, that you know, we talked about the whole idea of the financial bank account and, and the emotional bank account. You know, if people start working on their emotional bank account and and depositing into that and investing in that and and getting that really healthy, everything else just follows suit. It just has it's it, it's 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 the it's the fucking law of the universe, man. You know, you can break rules, but you can't break laws. I, I haven't seen anyone break the laws of fucking gravity, at you know, at sea level. You know, so there's just certain fucking things that are what they are, and um, and 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 once you understand, accept that, and work with that, you, you you're going to make better progress in life. You you talked about the emotional bank account, and is you know, could you say that the way we fill that emotional bank account is with perception? Uh, it's a good question, Adam. I, I don't, I don't know if it's perception. I think, I think it requires knowing. So, you know, in order for you to have a healthy self-esteem, or at least this is my experience, to have a to have a healthy self-esteem requires you to have certain knowings about yourself. I.e., I was born perfect. There's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to fit into a certain crowd. The way I'm unique in my own persona, that's what makes me who I am. The, um, the right? awareness. You know, and, and I think a lot of people don't, you know, everyone's special, Adam. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. Everyone's got a great story to tell. But everyone, or a lot of people, certainly don't believe that to be the case. But, you know, if you sit down with someone and actually have a conversation about them and they start opening up and then you point things out and it's like, whoa, that's fucking amazing. You know, you did that. You, you experienced this, you overcame that. And for a lot of people, they don't see it as a big deal because they, again, they, they, it, it's this whole self-esteem thing. The amount of times that people would come up to me, Adam Lowry, and say, oh, geez, you know, you're fucking awesome. You're amazing. You're a legend. You're this, you're that. You've accomplished this. You've done that. And inside, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, 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 you're just you're just saying that because you're just trying to be nice and and yeah, yeah, thanks, but is that is that a way we? I mean, do we try to avoid validation that way to so our perception of self doesn't change? I guess so. I I think again, I think people avoid it because deep down they don't feel that they are worthy of those accolades of 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 the of that positive uh, of that positive input or, or maybe they they just start to question it you know because they're, they're wondering you know what's the agenda here what do people want um, why are they saying this you know um, and, and being very skeptical or, or cynical for that matter um, it, it seems we keep uh, it seems we go back to like three words that I keep jotting down here which are perceptions beliefs and awareness yep Yeah. You're right on all three counts, my friend. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. What would you say, to, I guess, to that? You know, give them that last cognitive rampage, bro, before we, before we uh, check out. It's late night over here, man. But, I mean, what would you rampage before? You know what? You're going to do another viral video the next two days, and you're probably going to do it on awareness, perceptions, and beliefs. But let me see if I can get the viral cognitive rampage out of you here first before you make another viral video of doing it, man. <laughs> well, um, so, so uh, all right, so... We're talking about beliefs, values, and what else? Uh, let's see what I said. Rampage for me about uh, the, I don't know, the importance or the um, necessary ideals about awareness, perceptions, and beliefs. Wow. Okay. Put me on the spot here. Well, I think I think more than anything of all those things is uh, awareness is first and foremost. I think um, uh, until you become aware of, of, of who you are and what your gift is, to the world, um, it's going to be hard to have, you know, beliefs and values and stuff like that. I, I, my, my main, my main interest is really more in the awareness aspect of it because people need to wake the fuck up, Adam. We, we just need to wake up to, to some fundamentals. That is a, and I know I keep harping about it. I'm sorry. I'm repeating myself, but understand a, you were born perfect. There's nothing fucking wrong with you. You are special and you have a gift. And once you have that awareness, then have the belief in that, then you can start acting upon it and 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 giving a gift to the world and, and and showing people who you really are and 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 offering what it is you have you know to to this world. We all have it, Adam. We all have it, but a lot of people don't have the awareness that they have it or the belief that they have it or you know perception, whatever. But awareness is the first is the key, man. You know, just being aware, being self-aware, being present, being in the moment, knowing that you know this is what you're about. This is what you're here for. You know, this is something that came to me late in life, man. You know, I mean, so there's hope for fucking everybody. There's hope for everybody, man. But you, you, you just have to wake the fuck up. It's as simple as that. Just wake the fuck up and, and, and understand that, you know what? You have a fucking gift. You have a gift. Find that. And the gift's there. It's, it's already in you. You know what it is. You, you just have to kind of get rid of all the bullshit that surrounds all that, that that's been that that's been protected. Sorry about my phone, man. It's just been a bit crazy today. But, you know, and, and let go of everything that you never were because that's all we're projecting. We're always projecting these fucking facades and all these fucking these characters and masks and, and, and shit, you know, in order to, to, to fit in, man. Let go of all that fucking nonsense and get on with it. Well, you heard it here first on the Cognitive Rampage, man. Before you viral video that shit tomorrow or, or the next uh, day, man. We got it know, first. Uh, well, listen, man, I don't know. That, that, that could be my last viral video for all I know. I don't, you know, I don't know. Like, you know what, dude? Well, I never expected. Listen, hang on. Go ahead. I never expected that to happen. And I didn't do it with that intent. You know, on the morning of me doing that, that was just a heartfelt um that was just a heartfelt thing that I just wanted to put out there because I believe in it. I really believe in it. And, you know, and, and people sense that they, they, they felt it, you know, when I was talking about it, dude. Um, well, that's what we talked this, about early on the podcast, right? Was being authentic yeah. like that. All this other stuff is a, is, is a great bonus. Now, you know, if, if I do another video and it goes viral, that's all fine, well, and good. But I can tell you now, man, whatever I do, whatever I do or, or put out there, there is no agenda for, getting more friends or more this or more exposure or whatever. It's, it's purely driven by the fact that, as I said, I finally discovered I have a gift. I'm good at what I do. I love what I do. I want to put it out there and I want to be that guy who I espouse to be. 
you know, if I'm going to talk about this kind of shit, man, you know, I want to be that living example, not just the guy who comes in with the, with the intellectual understanding of all this stuff and dropping science left, right and center. There's enough of those people out there, Adam, enough, very intelligent, highly schooled, educated people with all the fucking buzzwords going on that, you know, and all the flash and all the presentation, all that shit. But really, man, it's that, that's all fine and good, but no one's going to walk away with anything from that. Really, it's, it's, it's just being authentic, being true, being in your heart space, just being in your fucking heart space, out of your head, into your fucking heart, man. That's where it's at. That's what I believe it's about, and that's what people pick up on because we're energetic beings, man. We, we pick up on each other. People sense it. People know. You can't bullshit a bullshitter, Adam. You cannot do it, my friend. Yeah? You can Ooh. try all you fucking want, but you get nowhere on that train, baby. And those going nowhere fucking get there. Oh, I love you, man. I love you too, bro. Ooh. And I really appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity to come on your podcast and speak to your listeners and uh, just express my view on things. It's It's been a lot of fun. It's great connecting with you. You're a fucking awesome human being. I love what you're doing. Um, and, and I love the, the, the cooperative nature of what we're, you know, what we're about because we're both on the same page. We do our thing in different ways, but I think ultimately we both are coming from the same place and we have the same ideals and same values and, um, and, 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 you know, what, what's in our heart rings true, you know, and, 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 uh, and as I said, when I, when I saw you on fucking Rogan, um, that, that's what I picked up on. Like this is a genuine motherfucker, you know, he, he, he's, you know, he's educated. He knows about fucking pharmaceuticals and science and chemistry and all that sort of stuff. But it was the, the message, man. It was just the fucking message and, and the way it was delivered. And that's what captivated me. It's like, you know what? This is the kind of motherfucker I want to hang out with and I could learn from and, and just want to be around, you know, as a human fucking being. First and foremost, you know, anything that comes out of that is just a bonus, man. But you know, you're the kind of people I like hanging out with. Oh, man. Well, when I chat with you, man, I get notes. You see this? I get takeaways, brother. When I chat with you, I, I go home with three pages of notes with my lesson and my session with Tony Jack the Bear, man. So you're uh, giving me all the big ups, brother. But when you're talking, I'm the one jotting notes, not you, man, you know? Well, well, thank you, mate. That's very, um, that's very kind of you. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you're getting some value out of this but uh it's just good to hang man you know i mean everyone just you know we 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 love being around cool people we love connection we we crave connection love all that kind of stuff and that's that's what that's what we do man we we just love each other we connect we have a good old time doing it and anything else that comes from that is 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 gravy and if that is going to provide uh, value and that's going to be beneficial to you and anyone else in your life, well, that's great. That, that's just a, that's a that's a beautiful bonus on top of it all. It really is. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for providing uh, value to me and experience. I love chatting, man. You'll be on the podcast again, I'm sure, in the next thirty. To oh 60 yeah, days. oh yeah, man. No, 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 no doubt, no doubt. And and and, and thank you very much again for all your support, Adam. And um, again, just the opportunity to come on your podcast and and have a chat and just to, uh, just where I can come on and really open up my heart to you and your listeners, and uh, and and just put out what it is I'm putting out, which ultimately is really just. You know, a, a positive vibe, a loving vibe, um, hope, and by sharing my story, 
you know, yes, I do in a very raw kind of way, but, you know, it's, it, I think that by sharing my story, by sharing my, my successes and my failures and, and my inner thoughts, um, I feel that's where, that's where the gift is. That's where I've got something to offer. But, you know, you need to have avenues to do that. And, and you provided one for me, and I'm just incredibly grateful for it. Thank you so much. No, man. Thank you, man. Anytime, man. We'll see you again. You know what? Another uh, thirty, sixty days. But thank you again, man. Anytime. Thanks all for right, being. The, thanks for being the first guest of 2016, brother, and motivating everybody, man. You got me all motivated and ready to go, man. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, brother. Love you lots, and take care of yourself. And uh, as I, and just my parting thing to the, uh, to the listeners, as I always part with, please, everyone, be nice to each other, but more importantly, be nice to yourself. I hope you enjoyed talking to Tony Jack the Bear Mans. I always love doing that. Uh, he's a motivation for me. He's uh, always dropping wisdom. He's dropping knowledge. Um, you know, he becomes almost more authentic with uh, each video he does. You know, he's just, ah, I don't know, he's an inspiration. Uh, he's a motivator. And, you know, if you're chasing music as your dream, reach out to the guy. You know, don't be shy. Reach out to Jack. Say hello to him. Tweet him. Hit him up on Facebook. You know, he's uh, a lovable guy like that. He tries to help out anybody and everybody. Uh, that's why I had him on. You know, he has um, been real influential in my motivation and driving forward uh, positively in 2016. And you'll hear a lot more from uh, Jack the Bear. I love that guy. He's a brother in arms. But thanks again for coming on. And I hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. Uh, it's Gonna keep getting crazy. Look out for the book again. It's coming in a couple weeks. Uh, I should be releasing a movie trailer, a book trailer, if you will. Uh, but the book will be out in a couple weeks. Uh, I'll let you know more as we get closer to the final editing release date. But thanks for tuning in, sharing, subscribing, commenting, posting for everybody out there uh, showing and uh, showing the Cognitive Rampage some love. I love you so much. Thank you for all the support and everything that you do. Uh, I couldn't do this without you. Uh, I like doing it with you. So thanks again, and, you know, I hope you're taking care of you. My name is Bettina Delinsek, and I was born blind. Growing up blind, you weren't expected to, to do much. I want to be expected to do what everybody else is expected to do. I've always loved athletics. I've always wanted to be part of a team. The only modification that's been made is in demonstrating how to do it. So showing me exactly what the move looks like, instead of doing it visually, I do it tactily. It's definitely close. How high would you say, ish? Like to your body? Ace, waist okay. level. Waist level. Okay. So I'm going for... Let's take a wild stab at that. Bench, table. You think it's a bench? I like it. Want to see? I want to see. Okay. It's not a matter of enjoying it more or less. It's about enjoying it differently. You know, it's, it, it's enjoying it through through different vision, through another lens.